Recorded live. That will help our flesh out. Listen, we ain't got to heaven yet. And we ain't got no glorified bodies yet. We're still living in the flesh. We are spiritual beings living in a natural body. Your body is not you. Your body is where you live at. It's where your spirit is at. It's what houses your spirit and your soul. So God, in his infinite wisdom has not only addressed our spiritual needs, but his word addresses our natural needs, our flesh needs as well. Here, the, the proverb is being spoken of by Solomon, and he's advising his son to hear what he has to say. In other words, don't turn a deaf ear on what I'm telling you. You know, some people feel that they know it all, feel that they've been saved a long time, and they feel that uh, they've been in the church and, oh, they, they got the spirit and they speaking in tongues and they prophesying and they, oh, this and those and these and them and that and the other. But you need to listen to somebody sometimes. Sometimes we feel that we know it all. I'm three times seven and some and I know. And uh, listen, sometimes you need to hush and listen to somebody. You might know, but sometimes they can give you enlightenment on what you know. Amen. And uh, so Solomon was saying, his son, listen to my words. Attend to them. Pay attention to them. And incline your ear unto my sayings. The things that I speak to you, hear me. Sometimes we find our children, we be telling them things for their own good. And they out talk you sometimes or they try to say what they know and they or what their friends done told them. And they don't realize that their friends just got here just like they did and that you've been here a long time. That you don't bend down that road. Sometimes I tell, I tell folks, I said, listen, I tell my son and them, I said, I don't bend down that road, and I don't bend around that block, been around the corner, and then stopped in some people's houses while I was around that block. Amen. Now Amen. that don't mean that nobody can tell me nothing. There's folks that have to tell me things sometimes, and I have to incline my ear to what they're saying, even at this point in my life. I still have to hear what other folks tell me because I don't know it all. Nobody, nowhere in this world knows it all. There's always something that someone can enlighten you in. So Solomon was saying, listen to my word, son. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. And he said, let let them not depart from thine eyes. We ought to study the word of God. We ought to read the word of God. We ought to not let the word of God depart from our eyes. When you have sight of something, Visual things help retain in your brain more so than anything else. We ought to see God's word and read it, and and this way you know when the devil come up and try to tell you something, you already know what's the truth. You already know what's right. You already know that you ain't got to pay no attention to that wrong doctrine because you already have heard the word of God and got it in your heart. He said, let don't let it depart from your eyes and keep it in the midst of your heart. A lot of folks are looking at the word, but they don't have it in their heart. That's why they're still doing the things they do. Pastor. That's why they're still carrying on. That's why they're still cussing. That's why they're still fighting. That's why Pastor. they're still coming to church on Sunday, jumping and shouting, and then going out to the nightclub and stuff Saturday night and running here and there to parties and stuff and telling all kind of dirty jokes and stuff because they, they see the word, but it ain't got it in their heart. But all my friends, when God's word get in your heart, 
when it gets in there, it'll clean up your heart. It'll clean up that heart, that fleshy heart. Uh-huh. It'll clean up those those works of the flesh and give you fruit of the spirit. You got to let the word get in your heart. When the word gets in your heart, you'll be able to say that song that they sing, that old mind I used to have, that mind is gone. The things that I used to do, I don't do no more. Why? Because the word is in my heart. And the word is saying, this is not the way to live. This is not the way God wants you to live. When you get the word of God in your heart, you'll know that God don't want you to stay sick. Oh, you might get sick, but you're not going to stay sick. Why? Because you got that word and they're telling you, I'm the Lord thy God that heals thee. Mm-hmm. When you get the word of God in your heart, you'll know that God don't want you to walk around like a pauper, a poor pauper, poor Job, turkey, ain't got no money, broke, busted, disgusted, can't be trusted, don't know where your next dime coming from, word, all up. No. When you got the word of God in your heart, you, 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 you'll say it with a surety. I know the Lord will make a way somehow. And I know money is coming to me because God has given me the power to get well. When you get the word of God in your heart. When you, when you get the word of God in your heart, you won't be going around singing that song. Somebody, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. No, because the word being in your heart will automatically tell you. Before you done call me, I don't already answered. The word of God will tell you, whatsoever you ask in my name, that I'm going to do. That will I do. The word of, when you get the word of God in your heart, you know that God has all things purpose for you that are good. You know that everything works together for your good when you get the word of God in your heart. Now, when you're just looking at the word and it's not in your heart, of course you'll see it and then later on you'll forget that God has promised you certain things and you'll be living beneath your privilege. You'll be living where you won't have the things that God wants you to have. Solomon told his son, said, listen, don't let these things that I tell you depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them. Don't keep them on the side. When you have something in the middle of your heart, that means it's, it's way in there. When you have something in the middle of something, it's deep down in there. When you get in the middle of something, everything else is around you. Praise God. And, and whatever's coming towards you, you got to get to the outside first before it gets to the center. You know how it was when we were kids and we used to get that uh, Tootsie Roll lollipop? And we would suck on the outside, the candy on the outside, but we'd be working our way to get to the center where that Tootsie Roll uh, was in the middle. And that's what you want to do. You want to get the Word of God on the inside where nothing gets to it that can get it out from you. Satan will try to snatch God's Word from you. You want to get it in the midst of your heart. The Bible says in one scripture, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now look what Solomon said in the 22nd verse. He says, for they are life unto those that find them. Many folks are dying because they ain't found the word of God. Many folks are dying because they don't know God's word. There's a lot of folks in the grave today because they didn't know that Jesus is a healer. They thought, well, the doctor said, uh, this is what I got and I got to die. And I'm going to go on up somewhere and die. And they went on and died because they didn't know the word of God. They didn't find the word of God. What says, with his stripes, you are healed. Amen? 
You, Amen. People, Pastor. You'd be surprised if the folks was in the grave today because they believe a lie what somebody else told them. And it caused them to wind up in the grave. But the word of God says, you want to live, you want to have life, the words of God are life to those that find it. Amen. Some people are telling other folks, well, you know, you got this and that and other, so we all got to leave here with something. That's a person that don't have the word of God in their heart. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to die with something to leave this world. The Bible tells us that we sleep away. Amen. When, we, when you're a saint of God, when you're a child of God, you sleep away. You don't, you don't have to die with something. Amen. Oh, well, we all got to, got to die with something. No, you don't. You get that word in your heart, and you'll see you ain't got to die with nothing. Here's another thing that people don't know. That they're quoting and saying, oh, uh, God has promised us uh, three score and ten. And if by reason, they're quoting that scripture, and they figure, well, I'm only going to live 70 years. God has only promised me 70 years. That's not true. That's not true. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. When you see that scripture in the Bible where it says three score and ten years was promised to those people, then that means uh, if God meant that for everybody, how come some folks is living longer than that? How, how come some folks are dying shorter than that? That's not a promise that was made to everybody. When, when that scripture was uh, said, it was spoken to the children of Israel that were wandering around in the wilderness. And because they were mumbling and grumbling, that's when God put it out that I'm going to let y'all live 60 years and 10. Because y'all are grumbling and mumbling and complaining. No matter what I do for you, 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 you ain't satisfied. So I'm a, I ain't going to have y'all living a long time. I'm going to put y'all in the ground. Seventy years, you'll be gone. That's what that scripture was. One time I was numbering and saying that, and the Lord said, stop numbering your days. When you get the word of God in your heart, you ain't looking to die. Oh, well, I done got to be 70 years old, and my life is over. Not when you got the word of God in your heart. When you got the word of God in your heart, you ain't worrying about dying at, at 120 years old. When when God spoke those words in the book of Genesis, that that yet man's day shall be 120 years old, he wasn't talking to everybody. Because Methuselah lived 969 years. A lot of those old folks lived, a lot of those old patriarchs lived four and 500 years. So that would be unfair for God to... To, uh, tell them to live 120 years, and then some of them live way past that. When God said that in the book of Genesis, then yet his day shall be 120 years. He wasn't talking about everybody. He was talking about Adam. He was directing that to Adam. Oh, my God. Friends, if you get the word and hide it in your heart, you'll know these things, and you won't be fooled and tricked by the isms of man and what man has said and what man has thought of and their theology and all that stuff. If you just get this word, like Thomas said, and, and let it not depart from your eyes and keep it in the midst of thy heart, and uh, you'll be able to live. Pastor. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and uh, that you might have it more abundantly. Uh-huh. Now, I'm so sorry. I didn't know... Brother Derek was trying to say something, 
I don't have the phone to my ear. Brother Derek, you was trying to say something? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you now, yes. Oh, I, I I was really becoming like I was I was about to cry because I'm like this is not fair. I can hear you, but you couldn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hear you. No, I was saying, Pastor, we was reading this passage, and you were talking earlier, um, earlier on, and you know, like it's it's funny because like when you when you change your life, it's like people change. You know, I mean, I'm, it doesn't bother me because I, I thank God for salvation. I thank God for deliverance. But I was talking to somebody um, the other day, and I, I, I asked God for boldness. And now I, I talk, I talk to people a lot about the Lord, and I read scriptures. And I was speaking, and they got really upset because they were like saying, "Well, um, you, you you need to be you because." I, I got family members, and, and they don't talk about they in the church, but they don't talk about God, you know, all the time. They, they you know, they. I mean, it's not like I talk about the Lord all the time. I have other, you know, I talk about other things, but sometimes you want, you know, you're talking to people and they bring up stuff, and you kind of share the word, you know, try to share some, you know, God's word with them, you know, especially when you kind of, you know, you, you in a sense that they were in, in the same type of lifestyle you were, and you and you and you concerned about people's souls. I, I, and I feel that that's what our, our duty is to to try to win souls for Christ. And then when you know it's like they get upset that you're talking about God, like they feel like I guess because you were one way before, they expect you not to change. So how do you you know how do you go with that? You know how do you deal with people like that? Hello. Yeah, hold on. Give me one second. Uh, phone died out. One second. Brother Derek? Yes? This is Sister Bunny. Can you hear me? I hear you. Yeah, I, I heard everything that you said, and... It, that has been my experience too, but I have learned Hello? that prayer goes where we don't go. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay, now, Brother Derek, I'm sorry. The phone died out here. Repeat what you said. Okay, I would say that, you know, like, I I do a lot of reading, you know, I I totally dedicated, you know, how we talk, I, I dedicate, we dedicate my life to Christ. And, mm-hmm. and because I, I know these are the last days, and I'm not going to let the enemy fool me into giving my soul to eternal hell. So I try to talk with people, you know, and people that I know and that they might call me. And this one particular person was talking to me uh, this week and I was just kind of witnessing to them and they got kind of upset because they, it was like to, to them, to them, they felt that why am I talking like this? I should be the old Derek, you know, I shouldn't be, you know, it was like, they, they actually said, you know, Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong. They was like, it's nothing wrong with, with 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 being, you know, in the church, but talking about God all the time and stuff like this. And to me, I, it it made me feel good because I was like, if you feel I talk about God all the time, thank you because I thank they God see the for change in you. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's like, you, you know, I don't know because I didn't want to be offensive, you know, because I I when they were talking to me, I was like, well, I hope I should find if I offended you in any kind of way. I'm asking your forgiveness, but mm-hmm. I I feel it's my duty as a as a as a Christ follower to to pass God's word on 
to win souls for Christ because that's, you know, that's what we're here for. We're not, we don't just get, you know, delivered and say, oh, I got in, forget everybody else. You know, exactly. I think that we, you know, we share the word of God. And, and, and it's see like what they, the problem is, they don't have mm-hmm. the word in their heart like you do. So they mm-hmm. probably read the word. They've been reading mm-hmm. and looking at it, but they don't have it in their heart, and that makes a big difference. So when you go to talking about the word like that and talking about Jesus mm-hmm. and things, it, it irritates them because they're like, man, there's more to life than Jesus. Yeah, yeah. They, that's the thing. they was like, you know, that's the kind of, you know, response they gave. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we can talk about the Lord, but it's, it's, you know, more. and my thing is this, especially now, it's like, listen, the enemy is kind of pulling out all the tricks out the bag to try to pull people down because he knows time is winding up. Yes. And I, you know, and I don't want to be caught up in that. So I I live, you know, like, like I told you, we were talking before, I prayed throughout the day. Whereas mm-hmm. I used to get up in the morning because my thing was, and I was constantly sliding down that hill because I would get up, say a prayer, and I'm on my way. God, after that. I was no, I didn't, I didn't know God no more until until Sunday. Or I got on my knees at night to, to say a prayer before I went to sleep. Mm-hmm, whereas mm-hmm. now, whereas now I pray throughout the day. I read the Word extensively. Good. I try to, you know, and I and I ask God to open my heart, open my mind to understand His Word more. You know, because it, it's it's I I do I don't know I I thank God for it. I'm not upset about it. It's just sometimes it's just surprising me because I say, you know, Lord, I'm thankful for how you how you're working in my life. Because mm-hmm. you're showing me what I don't want to be in, you know, exactly. and, and you're showing, you know, and, and you and you're showing me things ahead of time. And even now, like I, I sometimes it, it, it almost makes me, it, it makes me smile, Pastor, because like I can, some thoughts might come to mind, and it's like something else to come to mind and say, get that out your thoughts, get that mm-hmm. out your mind. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like a corrective, a correct, and I know it's the Holy Spirit that corrects us, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. So, you know, but how do you, what do you do? Because you know you don't want to offend someone, so what way do you go about dealing with that with, with people? Well, when when someone calls you and they say, well, we, um, you ain't talking like you used to talk, you have to let them know, that's the old me. I'm a new creature in Christ now. And mm-hmm. and what will happen is if they want to go down the road you're going, they'll stay mm-hmm. with you. If they don't, they'll, they'll stop calling. You right. have changed, you, you have changed lanes. You've got on a different track. You're going in right. a different direction now. They they remember you from the old track, the old direction he's going. You've changed direction now. So now it's up to them to change with you or, like the Bible said, how can two walk together except they agree? And, and you, have to, uh, you have to look at it this way. I'm, I'm a new creature now. I'm not that right. same old Derek that I used to be and talking the same old talk I used to talk and doing the mm-hmm. things I used to do. I'm changed now. I've got a new life in Christ. God has been, has been merciful to me, and he's changed me, and I'm not going to let nothing change that. Like Paul said, I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. And like right. I'm, like we were talking about the word of God in the midst of your heart, the next mm-hmm. the next verse that I wanted to get to, it says, uh-huh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for right. out of it are the issues of life. You've got to guard your heart. You've got to guard what you let in, who you let in, you got to guard it because the devil will try to get into your inner man and destroy you. It's, and what he does is he gets stuff to get in there. This way, when you issue it out, the Bible says what comes out of the heart of man is what condemns him, not what mm-hmm. goes in. So the devil can put stuff in there, but then once it gets in there, start to fester, 
and you let it out, now you're the one getting condemned. So that's why mm. the scripture says here in the 23rd verse, keep thine heart with all diligence. Watch out right. for your heart. Be careful what you let in. That's why I tell folks all the time, be careful when you're listening to all, all of this secular music. Because a lot of this mm. music, I'm not saying all of it's bad, but a lot of this music, it has been catered to uh, have a sexual contact, and it, it, it has a disrespect of men and women and people uh-huh. in general. So you have to be careful about listening. Some people listen to that all day long. They'll listen to WBLS, but they can't turn on church at all. They'll they can all. tell you everything that Beyonce done sung, but you ask mm-hmm. them the last record that Shirley Caesar made, they don't even know who Shirley Caesar is. And so they don't have a clue. <laughs> they have no clue. And so nope. you have to be careful. Uh, mm-hmm. Even even with some of this gospel music, you have to be careful because some of it is, is, is demon-inspired and it's something that will trick you. Or it's a church song. No, you got to be careful with it because some of it will cause you to go astray if you're not watchful and careful. You have to be careful what you watch on TV. you got to guard your heart because if you sit up and watch folks cussing all day long on TV, you're going to wind up cussing too. Right. All that stuff gets in. And it's funny because people, mm-hmm. people Hi, want to. Pastor? Yeah. Huh? Who is that? Hello. Yeah. This is Bunny. Oh, praise him. Yes. Praise yeah. the Lord. Um, praise I Lord. was trying to say to Derek, okay, I agree with everything that you said, Pastor. And also, what he had, you know, I believe you still got to pray for them, you know, because, um, I think back when they say somebody prayed for me. Just keep them in prayer that their minds will open up, you know, to the goodness of Jesus, you know. Um, So prayer goes where we cannot go. Right. Absolutely. That's what I was telling them. That's what I was telling them. You know, I I didn't tell them, but I I just kind of said, I said, well, listen, I'm not, you know, because they were like, they wanted, it, it was like they were speaking to me like to say you need to change back to something because, you know, kid, do what you're talking about, God, God, God. And I was like, well, listen, I'm, I said, as long as I'm okay in God's eyes, I'm fine. I can't, I can't tell you, I can't tell you how to feel about me. I said, only thing I'll do is continue to pray for you, pray for that, you come exactly. to, that you come to God before it's too late. You You pray for them, but you don't. You pray for them, but you stay on your ground. Right. Let them know I'm not changing. I'm, yeah, I'm on the Lord's side right now, and I'm not changing. I'm going to pray for you that the Lord mm-hmm. will let you see what I see. Just right, like when, right. when Elijah told the young man that was with him, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Because all that the young man saw was the, the army that was standing against him. But when Elijah mm-hmm. asked the Lord to open his eyes, when he saw in the spirit an army that was on the Lord's side ready to fight for him. So a lot of people don't see the spiritual side of it. They see mm-hmm. the natural side. So they say, oh, everything is about Jesus, everything is about the Lord. But, see, they, don't, they see it as a natural thing. And to the, to the uh, foolish, the things of God is foolishness. And so they don't right. see it the way you do. But you, you have to pray for them and ask God to save them. And when they call or when they come by, keep that Jesus rolling. You keep Amen. that going at all times. And, and, you, and then again, if you see where they're not going to change, if they're trying to pull you another direction, you have right. to guard your heart. You have to, like the scripture says, keep your heart with all diligence. Watch on every hand. Watch everything that goes on and guard your own heart because the devil mm-hmm. will try to sneak in and cause you to, to turn back from God and cause right. you to fall. 
He's 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 out to do that. Amen. Now let's Amen. look at um let's look at uh First Corinthians the tenth chapter. First Corinthians the tenth chapter. First Corinthians the tenth chapter. Yes. First Corinthians the tenth chapter. We have. Oh wait, before we go there, let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews the second chapter. Hebrews the Hebrews second the chapter, and the first verse. We read this scripture, I believe, it was last week. And I want to just put it back in our second, hearing again. Hebrews second chapter, second verse. chapter, and uh-huh. and the first verse. Amen. Hebrews two and one. Amen. Everybody got it. All right. I trust everybody got it. I don't hear nobody saying nothing. Amen. <laughs> All right. Hebrews the second chapter and the first verse. It says, therefore. We ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. We got to pay attention to what we hear. I, I just was saying that uh, just now about what we let, uh, what we hear on television, on radio and stuff. We got to give earnest heed. You know, be careful what you hear. That's mm-hmm. what, what the scripture says. Be careful. Watch and pay attention to what you hear. Don't just sit up and let anything just go into your hearing. Don't just let anything come into your, your ears and, and accept it. Amen. Um, something that's not right, turn it off. Sometimes right. some, we we have these different television, television programs that's on, and they promoting this homosexual lifestyle now, modern family and all that stuff. You got to turn mm-hmm. on that stuff. I don't even watch that stuff. Oh, yes, it's funny. Yes, it has comedy in it. But because of what they're trying to portray, what they're trying to do is get you to accept that lifestyle. And the more, you, the more you watch, the more you pay attention, the more you are susceptible to it. The more you, you'll say, okay, no harm in it, or that's just them. You, whereas before you've been saying it's wrong, you keep watching stuff like that and keep being uh, embottled by stuff like that, you'll go to say, well, to each his own. See, now mm-hmm. you're, starting to, you're starting to let down the guard. You're starting to let down your standard. But when you, when you, that's why you got to be careful. It's take heed, pay heed to the things that you hear. Watch what you hear. Amen. And then, and then the things that you should hear, pay attention to that, what you should hear, which is uh, things that pertain to life, and take heed to it, lest at any time you let it slip. You let it slip. It, when it slips, it gets away from you. And that's why the Scripture said in Proverbs, not only uh, look at it, but get it in your heart, in the midst of your heart, so that it won't depart from you. And 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 pay heed. Some people they pass to be teaching and teaching, and they got their own agenda. They they know what they're doing, and well, I know what the Lord told me. Well, if you know what the Lord told you, you'd be the pastor. Mm-hmm. You would be the leader. And, but some folks, I know what God told me. I'm going with the Lord told me, and and this is what God said, and and blah blah blah. And, and in the meantime, the pastor's teaching them what's right. Tell them the right way to go. Tell them the right things to do. And because they headstrong and going on like they want to go, then when they wind up in a mess, now, well, what am I going to do? Well, you were told what to do, but you didn't take heed. You didn't pay the earnest heed to what was taught to you. Things that you hear in Bible class and hear through the preaching of the word, you have to take heed to that and pay attention to it. Otherwise, the devil will mess you up every time. Look at First uh, Corinthians, the tenth chapter. First Corinthians, the tenth chapter. 
Oh, thank you, Jesus. God's word is true. I am I am where I am today only because I took heed to what my pastors taught me when I was coming up as a child. And after I got to be a grown man, when I was under a pastor, I took heed to what they were saying. I didn't like what they said all the time. Sometimes I didn't agree with it. But I went on and did what it said because it was what the Word of God said. Sometimes you might not agree with everything that's being taught. But if it's in the Word, you got to go along with it. Your flesh will tell you no. But the Spirit will tell you, obey that Word. Because that's going to cause you to live. I am where I am today because I heard the word and I listened to what was being taught. I don't have uh, baby mama drama because I listened to what my pastor taught me about be careful around women and don't get caught up. I don't have that problem. I don't have AIDS because I ain't been sleeping around with nobody because my pastor taught me don't fornicate. Now, there's been a lot of young people come along with me. They, they messed up and did what they wanted to do. Some of them is living today, but they sick as dogs. Some of them is in the ground because they didn't take heed. They didn't take pay the earnest heed to the things that was taught to them. Now, when they get before God, they can't say, well, I didn't know. Because the first thing that God's going to say, your pastor told you what to do, but you was headstrong and went on and did it your way. You want to be, uh, what's that man that sings, I did it my way? Frank Sinatra, ain't it? Frank Sinatra. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody want to be Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. Well, if you do it your way, God's not going to stop you. But he said, there's a way that seems right. It looked like it's right unto man, but the way is the way is the end of is the ways of that the end of that way is death. A lot of things look right. Uh huh. What happened if the pastor misleads you? That that is a problem. The question is, what happens if the pastor misleads you? That soul is required of to that person that done misled them. The pastor is responsible responsible for that. If you're misleading God's people, God's going to hold that pastor accountable for that because the person didn't know. See, God only holds you accountable for what you know. Just like there's a lot of folks sitting up in churches today, they don't know the truth. And their pastors, some of these pastors, is leading them the wrong way, and they think they're on their way to heaven. And in actuality, they're not because the pastors lead them in the wrong way. I was looking on Facebook the other day, passed on there, uh, uh, doing all sorts of things and, uh, and telling them this is the right way and what's right. And, and the folks are just led wrong. And then sometimes, because people won't pay attention to the truth, the Lord let them get up under pastors like that. Say, well, you won't, you won't hear the, the true pastor, so I'll let you get up under pastor that ain't going to lead you right. He said, I'll send you a strong delusion. I'll make you delusional. Tim chapter Corinthians. Tim chapter first Corinthians. Let's look there at the Tim chapter of First Corinthians. Uh, and we want to look look there at the um twelfth verse. That's First Corinthians, the tenth chapter, and let's look at the twelfth verse. Oh, thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Well, you know what? Let's let's back up because I mentioned something earlier 
And this scripture backs up exactly what I said about murmuring and complaining about um, being 60 years old and God giving you 10 years. He's going to give you three score and 10 and be by reason another 10 and all that stuff. Let's let's start at the first verse. That's 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, and let's begin at the first verse. Everybody got it? Let's read. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did eat, did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. It's a terrible thing when God's not well pleased with you, when he just gets sick of you because you don't murmur, you don't complain, you won't do right. He tell you to go left, you go right. He tell you to sit down, you stand up. He tell you to pray, you sing. You, you just... You just won't do what God say do. He tell you to preach the word. You go out and say, well, I'm going to play the piano, like like me. Because God had called me to preach, and I said, no, I just want to sit here and play the organ. I did that for a long time, and finally I accepted my calling. But sometimes, you know, God's mercies run out on you, and he gets tired. And, and here we see in the scripture here, it says, with many of those children of Israel, God was not well pleased with them. Because they was complaining, they was murmuring. He done fed them in the wilderness. He done gave them water in the wilderness. And here they still complaining. So uh, what God, the scriptures say God was not well pleased with them, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. These are the people that some of them God just opened up the ground and swallowed them, let it swallow them. You see all these things happening in the world today? It ain't all because it's just a natural phenomenon happening. It's natural, but sometimes God's just letting these things happen because he's sick of some folks. A lot of preachers are teaching and trying to make it like God is, oh, God is this loving God and he ain't killing nobody and he won't let this happen. Evidently, they done forgot about the flood that, that took out everybody in, in Noah's day. Mothers, fathers, babies, everybody got drowned. They done forgot all about that. They forgot about Sodom and Gomorrah. Those two cities were burned down to the ground. Women, children, and husbands, everybody was burned up. So we got to be careful when we when, when we uh, deal with God. Let, don't let nobody make you think God is this God that, oh, he's too good to do anything to anybody. He even said himself, I am God. I kill it and I make it alive. I kill it and can't nobody do nothing about it. So I can let your breath just snatch out from you and you'd be dead in less than a minute. Well, that's Old Testament, Pastor. Well, the New Testament has an example of God letting somebody die and kill them. Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts, when they stood up in the church and lied. Right there where they lied at, that's where they died at. The Lord slayed them right in the church. In the church. So don't let nobody make you think that you can just do any kind of way and just keep on doing wrong, and God just going to wink at it and let you just go on by. Oh, no, judgment comes. God is a just God, and he will judge you. He will get in behind you. And this scripture says here, with many of them that were in the wilderness, God was not pleased with them, and he overthrew them in the wilderness. That's why some of them lived to be 60 and 70 years old. That's why 
the psalmist said, Lord, teach us to number our days because we realize we ain't got long to be here because we done made you sick. Amen. So it says, now with many of them, God was not well pleased because they thought they had it going on. They thought they knew it all. They, some of them rebelled against Moses and, and talked against Moses and did some everything. Talked against the leader. And, 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 and God was looking at all that. And he recorded it and remembered it. All right? It says, now these things were our examples. God let us have these things written down so that we can learn from them. To the intent, we should not lust after evil things as they lusted. They went after things. They wanted a golden calf to make it a god. And, and, and they went after things. They, and some of them, when they got over into the promised land, they started doing like the, the folks that was in that, in that land, wearing all kind of stuff, uh, sacrificing the false gods, serving idols and all that stuff. And, and that's where God just said, you know, I've had enough. And God let this be written down so that we don't do the same thing, that we don't lust after the things of the world like the children of Israel did, that we don't have to go after the things like the world. I was looking on uh, uh, the other day where they had Snoop Dogg. He's up singing a gospel song. And, and then the preacher was on there singing with him. That's, that's lusting after fame. When you want to sing with somebody that ain't bit more uh, trying to live right or trying to do right, well, everybody has a right to praise the Lord. Yeah, but you don't forgot that the scripture said the sacrifice of the wicked, God don't like it. It's an abomination. So they can be praising God, but if they ain't mean it, to God it's an abomination in his sight. That's in the book of Proverbs. The sacrifice of the wicked is like an abomination to God. So they can get that praise and God and hoop and holler all they want. God ain't God is not appreciative of it. Yes, Brother Nick. What if the person mean it at that time when they are doing it? No, you cannot be double minded. And if you mean it at that time, you're not gonna go back into something that you've been doing because like like in the case of Snoop, when he got through singing that gospel record he went right to a strip club or something that night. So he didn't mean what he was singing then. When you mean something, you're going to change. You're going to turn from your wicked ways. When you don't mean something, you're just doing it just to be doing it, it's just a pastime. And that's what a lot of the singers nowadays are doing. They, they, they're singing the, the, the secular music. They say, I want to make me a gospel record. Back in the day, the church folks wouldn't accept your music if you were still singing both uh, secular music and church music. They wouldn't, they wouldn't buy your records. They say you got to be one or the other. Nowadays, because the church has gotten so loose and then let the standard down, they, they are they having a fit over Snoop's gospel record. And I, I, I have determined, I'm, I haven't reached out for it and don't want to play it on CFC Radio mm. because I know what yeah, so it is. Has, I know what it's doing. So he actually has a real, he actually create. I mean, Recorded a gospel A gospel album, yep. Yep. (laughs) But then he go right back into And went right on back out to, went left right out from the recording and went to a nightclub or a strip club or something that that evening and was hosted. So it's like, it's like, it's like, um, what we say, what we were talking about before, Pastor, like we're saying dark can't be even light. That's, darkness has no, 
um, fellowship with light. That's right. Right, right. You can't have, can't be sinning and and gonna be church at the same time. You gotta right, make up right. your mind what side you're gonna be on. You gotta make up your mind what side you're gonna be on. And when the mm-hmm. church gets back to the point where it has a standard, you won't find right. sinners coming in the church doing stuff like that. That was unheard mm-hmm. of back in the in the fifties, in the forties, in the sixties. You wouldn't dare see a sinner come in church and do something like that. Right. But they they do it now because the church done got so loose, and because you have jellyback pastors who want fame uh-huh. and fortune as well, so they let it go on. Right. Or people become full fledged members of the church. And knowing they live in the way they live. And knowing the way they live, exactly. So these are things God said He's not pleased with, and that's why a lot of folks get overthrown. In their willingness mm-hmm. today, because God right. gets displeased with them. You'd be wondering, well, they were doing so good. Why all of a sudden they, they're in the predicament? God just let them get overthrown, let the devil just overthrow them. Mm-hmm. Seven verse says, Neither be idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three. And 20,000, that's when the ground swallows some of them up. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye. God hates when you murmur, when you complain all the time. Like I, I put on Facebook yesterday, I believe it was, everybody's complaining about the snow. Oh, I can't stand the snow. Oh, I'm sick of the winter. I said, listen, yeah. God is sick of all of y'all complaining about his weather. That's why he made four seasons, because he knew he couldn't satisfy it. Because now you're hollering about it's too cold. When the summer gets here, you're going to be hollering about it's too hot. So God just said, look, we're going to make four seasons, I believe, and just, I just believe he said, just deal with it. Because you can't satisfy it no matter what. They complain, 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 not realizing they ought to be grateful to God that they're able to see the snow. Because they could be six feet under with a dirt overcoat between them and the snow that falls. Right. But they they murmur, and God God hates murmuring. He said he destroyed them because they murmured. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for ensembles. They were made examples, and mm-hmm. they are written for our ad- admonition. God let us have all these things in the Old Testament to, to, to let us know he ain't nothing to play with. Now church folks go along nowadays, and they just hypocrite some of them. And just do things and 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 think. Well, the Lord is a forgiving God. Yeah, God's a forgiving God, but you don't want Him get angry with you because He will tear you all to pieces. You wonder why people find in a particular end. Yep, they, because they don't been playing with God. Yep. All right. It says now, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world, the are, the world come. are come. Wherefore. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. You think you're doing all that good? You think you're standing and doing what's right? You better be careful. Take heed, it mm-hmm. says. Pay attention to the word. You said the Lord is blessing you. You can't see for the for the uh, the forest for the trees that God ain't right. really blessing you. But you, oh yeah, the Lord is blessing me. And the average person out here, God is good, and all the time God is good. Yeah, they, you can say that. But is the Lord really being good to you, or is he just merciful unto you? Mm. And just letting you live when you should be in trouble with him. 
and 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 um, you know, the Bible said, "Take heed, be careful." When you think that all oh, God is good and He's blessing and all, He's so good to me, and ain't nothing I want, He don't give it to me. Yeah, but you ain't doing what His words say do. The Bible said, "Take heed." You talking about God is good, but you ain't doing what His words say. That means you know better. You better take heed, lest you fall. Because just as sure as your name is what it is, down the road so there's those, a fall so, coming for you. So, Pastor, those that are that are living like that and aren't being, they, they, you know, they because they're saying, "Oh, God is blessing," because they're getting these things. They are just under the mercy. I mean, because like you said, they're not doing what God told them to do. Mm-hmm. So. So they're just, so they're just under his mercy. Under okay. his mercy. And, and when God snatches mercy back, then what? Mm. That's why I always say don't live in God's mercy. Live in God's favor. Favor is, is something that you live in. He promised to give you, and he, and, he, and he keeps it there. Mercy, he might have mercy on you today, but tomorrow he might be on God's sick of you like he did with the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, I didn't have enough. My God. Amen. So all he said, wherefore, let him that think he's standing, take heed. You think you got all the word? You think you know it all? You think you all that in the bag of just? You better watch yourself. <laughs> take heed lest you fall, because you are subject to fall when you're not doing what God's word says do. You'll be walking so good, and the devil put a stumbling block out there in the road, way down the road somewhere, where you least expect it. And bam, down on the face you'll go. So we thank God tonight, amen, for this amen. word. Any questions? You answered mine. Thank All you, right. Jesus. All <laughs> right. God, God, All right. Yeah, well, we thank God, amen. We let's, let's pay attention to the word of God, y'all. That's our right. only map to heaven. That's our only road map to heaven. That's our only guide to get to heaven. That's our only uh, manual mm-hmm. of how we can please God is by taking heed to the word of God, and guard your heart. Do not let just anything get in it. Be careful of what you watch on TV, even on the on the, the Christian stations. Be careful, because mm-hmm. everybody on these Christian stations is not following the word of God. They're not out there for the word of God. Some of them are out there just for your money. So you got to be careful at what you watch. Be careful at what you hear. I was listening to a preacher the other day on uh, Word network and i didn't hear the whole video of it but i got to go back and finish it anyway and what she was saying on there i was saying Mm-mm. you got to be careful because what you're saying now is you're opening up a can of words for folks to live any kind of way and do anything they want to do god has a standard and although we don't like rules and regulations god has rules and regulations that we must follow that he has procured for us that we must obey and we can try to push them off to the side and say, well, we ain't got to do that. But God is saying, this is what you must do. And that's right. what we got to follow. So be careful. Guard your heart. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what preachers you listen to. Be careful what songs you listen to. Be careful what you watch on TV. Guard your heart. Keep that word of God hidden there so that you'll know the truth. When somebody come up with something false, you'll know it ain't right because you got the word of God in your heart. Mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you tonight for this word. Pastor. We thank you. Huh? Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, we are on for two hours. If that's if you, if you, if you're not wanting to go further, but also um, uh, we are also recording. 
Oh, you recorded this? Yes, and also, um, who's? I want to know who's the person. Maybe they would tell us that's on from Texas. From Texas. Yes. Wow, I don't know, but thank the Lord for that. I'm saying the person that's listening. Do we yes. What's the phone number? Are? are they there? Hello. What's the phone number? Well, they maybe they want to they remain. Want to yeah, they might want to remain anonymous. Because we, we thank God for them calling in as well, and we try because something Beverly, that said that will uh, pass, encourage pass them and bless them. Yes. Mm-hmm. The reason why I was saying it, I was asking them the number because I know Beverly's number is a Texas number, but it's, that's why I asked him what the number. She her oh, phone probably her. You got a Texas Texas number. It's probably her. All right. Okay. Well, sometimes mm-hmm. people call in. They want to just listen in. And they don't want to be known. That's all right. Ain't nothing she wrong might with that. Be, she might be on there. She might be on there and, and don't be by the phone because she'll be it's running okay. around doing other it's stuff. Okay. Right. It's okay. Yeah. We welcome. Yeah. We welcome them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank God for everyone that's, that's tuning in on tonight. And uh, we, we look forward to seeing you all on Sunday morning back at the church. We're going to look to have a great time in the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, and looking for God to bless us tremendously. And also, um, don't forget, if you're going to Bishop's uh, Banquet next month, please see Sister Bunny uh, uh, for your tickets. And um, we're looking for the Lord to bless in that service as well. Uh, all right, we're going to let you go now. May the Lord bless you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you tonight for each and every one that has tuned in on this yes. conference call. We thank you, Lord, for making it available to us. Now, dear Jesus, we pray that you bless this mm-hmm. word in our hearts. Help us to hold on to your unchanging hand. Oh, God, help us to live thereby in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to keep the word in our hearts, Lord God. God, help us to guard our hearts. Help us not to let anything contaminate us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, we pray to bless each and every one, and let us have a blessed night, Lord. We thank you now. We count it done in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. God bless you. I love you all. May the Lord bless you. And see you on Sunday. The Lord said the same. Yes, yes. All right, God bless everybody. God bless. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. God bless.